This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Thursday, March 17th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Mercedes-Benz is getting serious about making electric vehicles in the U.S. We'll get into the details a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. A key maker of semiconductors for the automotive industry has suspended operations at three plants in Japan that, after a 7.4 magnitude earthquake, hit the country's northeast on Wednesday. Renaissance Electronics says all three plants that are down are near the quake zone. The company says it is currently assessing the impact on equipment and products, as well as the safety of the facilities and the condition of clean rooms. Honda and Nissan said their plants were operating normally today. Toyota suspended morning shift operations at two assembly plants near the quake zone to conduct safety inspections. Staying with Toyota, the automaker is reversing its rapid catch-up policy. Toyota says it will slash its global production plan for April by 150,000 units. The automaker says it is making the change to achieve a more reasonable pace of output. In a statement, Toyota says, quote, By doing this, we will establish healthy workplace environments that place the highest priority on safety and quality, rather than exceeding the capacities of facilities, pushing people to their limits, and making do through overtime work. From April through June, Toyota said its global production would average about 800,000 vehicles a month, That's down from the original plan of more than 900,000 vehicles a month. In the U.S., Toyota is upgrading its oldest U.S. manufacturing plant. The automaker is investing $27 million to increase production capacity at TABC in Long Beach, California. The factory supports the stamping and welding of parts for the Toyota Tacoma and other vehicles, as well as making steering columns and catalytic converters. The new money will go toward equipping the plant with technology that will allow for steel and aluminum blanking on the same line. A closely watched auto industry forecaster lopped more than 5 million vehicles off its projections for global production this year and next. The change is largely due to fallout expected from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. S&P Global Mobility lowered its 2022 and 2023 estimates each by 2.6 million vehicles. The forecaster, formerly known as IHS Market, now expects auto companies to make 81.6 million vehicles worldwide this year and 88.5 million next year. And an update on the burned-out cargo ship that sank carrying about 4,000 Volkswagen Group vehicles. The CEOs of VW's premium brands say all the vehicles will be replaced. That includes 15 out-of-production Lamborghini Aventador models. The Felicity Ace caught fire on February 16th in the Atlantic Ocean. The vessel sank March 1st in rough seas as it was being towed back to port. And that's the news you need to know. Mercedes-Benz is preparing to make a run at Tesla, the new leader in the U.S. luxury market. What's the plan? get into the details after this. 
As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot -E com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Mercedes-Benz has long been one of the world's top luxury automakers, but with the advent of battery-powered cars, it's been surpassed, at least in the U.S., by Tesla. But the legendary German brand is getting serious and preparing to launch key EVs this year, including the EQS SUV, the electric counterpart to the vaunted GLS. To walk us through all the happenings around the assembly plant near Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I called up Automotive News staff writer Urbach Karkaria. Urbach, welcome back to Daily Drive. Good afternoon, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So you have been in Alabama uh, checking out Mercedes and their plans on EVs. They're, they're, they're putting the pieces in place to make electric vehicles in Alabama. What's the timeline? Sure. So in June, a production will begin on the EQS, which is a battery version of Mercedes profit generator, the GLS SUV, the full-sized SUV. And then in October, uh, that, uh, you will, will, will begin production on an electric version of Mercedes volume leader, which is the GLE. Uh, and that's a mid-size crossover. Also, interestingly, Tuscaloosa, uh, which is, you know, the, the sort of the unofficial name of the plant, it's actually in Vance, Alabama, but Mercedes-Benz's Tuscaloosa plant will be the global production source of the EQS, which is the GLS equivalent. And it will also supply the EQE to all markets globally, except China, where production will be localized for that market. So this is a you know, very large, very important plant uh, for Mercedes-Benz. It has been for the combustion engines for the past 25 years, uh, combustion engine vehicles. But now uh, it's going to become a key player uh, as Mercedes-Benz pivots to an all-electric future. It says a lot about their confidence in the workforce there to make the EQS, as you said, I mean, the electric version of the GLS uh, there, it, it really is a bold move on their part. Yeah, I would have thought maybe they would keep that in Germany, but it's interesting that they're making it, going to make it in the US. What did we learn specifically this week about the plans and, and the progress they're making? So on Tuesday, uh, two key investments were announced uh, related to EV production in the U.S. Uh, first off, the automaker has fired up a 177,000 square foot battery pack assembly operation 
about 10 minutes from its main factory. Uh, that facility will assemble the battery modules into packs that then essentially power the, uh, the vehicles. I asked uh, several of the top executives, uh, including uh, Mercedes-Benz CTO Marcus Schaefer, uh, as well as CEO Ola Kalenius, about the plant's annual production capacity. This is the battery pack's annual production capacity. And uh, they essentially would not answer the question. All they would say is it will be in the six digits, which means anywhere from 100,000 battery packs to 999,900 <laughs> battery packs. Uh, it's understandable that they were cagey about the inf information because essentially the battery pack capacity uh, is a proxy for the number of EVs they would build in Tuscaloosa. However, I did a little bit of digging, digging around, and according to a plant source I spoke with, uh, he says that uh, Tuscaloosa could crank out about 100,000 electric trucks in Alabama next year. Uh, it remains to be seen whether that number will be hit, but again, it's, it's important to remember that this is a global number, so it's not just for the U.S., obviously. The other... Uh, 100,000 out of Tuscaloosa that then could be shipped across the globe. It will be shipped across the globe, yes. So a lot of it will go to, I presume, Europe and China, where adoption, well, the EQS, EQSs are still, even the, the China-destined uh, EQSs are built, built, being built in the, uh, in, the, in the U.S., so yes. Okay, and so that was about the battery pack plant that's right. on site. You also had some news about uh, a factory Plans, to, plans for a new factory to make the cells that go into the packs. Is that right? Is that right? Sure. So longer term, this announcement's a little, a little further out in the future, but Mercedes said it will start sourcing the battery cells in the U.S. now uh, in mid-decade, so around 2025. Uh, they picked a Japan-based uh, battery technology company Envision AESC to build the plant uh, to supply Mercedes with a you know next generation lithium ion phosphate battery. Uh, these are these batteries are, are typically less expensive to produce and are more suitable to entry level EVs. Um, the executives didn't sort of go too much into detail on uh, the, the the new technology, understandably um, because it's proprietary, uh, but. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a significant leap from what they're using right now. Their current suppliers are battery suppliers are CATL and Parasis. Um, and I asked uh, Schaefer, the CTO, why they picked Envision. Why did they go with uh, sort of a new horse? Uh, and uh, he says that Envision has a track record of building, you know, hundreds of millions of cells and already has a domestic ch supply chain. And indeed, uh, Envision has been supplying uh, battery cells as well as battery packs uh, for the U.S. made Leaf, uh, Nissan Leaf. Uh, they actually, the Envision already has a plant in Smyrna, Tennessee, but the Mercedes operate plant will be a different one. Uh, they didn't announce the location of the plant, but it's safe to assume that it will be in the southeast. I would bet uh, either Alabama, uh, Tennessee, or maybe even Georgia, which has had recent success in attracting, uh, you know, major battery plants. It seems uh, like Mercedes is kind of a laggard in EVs. Is that fair? 
That is somewhat fair. Uh, both Mercedes and its German rival BMW have sort of been late to the EV game. Uh, BMW is still sort of sticking to a more diversified strategy where they are betting not just on battery powered vehicles, but also continuing with their, um, you know, ICE vehicle strategy as well as hybrids. Uh, Mercedes lately has sort of pivoted more towards uh, EVs. They said that their hope is to become an all electric brand by 2030, but then there's a caveat, and the caveat is, you know, where markets allow. So that leaves the door open for markets like the US, which sort of lag uh, Europe and China in terms of EV adoption. Uh, both BMW and Mercedes kind of fumbled early on with their EVs. They brought to market rather underpowered vehicles uh, last year. Um, these were vehicles sort of, they were electric vehicles, with, but they were based on combustion engine platforms. So it came with compromises. But 2022 is when they sort of get really serious uh, with uh, new vehicles that are built on all new EV-only platforms. Mercedes will launch four battery-powered models in the U.S. this year uh, and will hopefully bring you know, premium competition to a market that has thus far been dominated by Tesla. That would be very interesting. I mean, Tesla has four models and Mercedes could could match that this year could be, uh, you know, with the Tesla has been so dominant in the EV space, uh, but so many people, you know, especially from the incumbent brands, the traditional brands have been saying, well, they've had that space all to their own. When the, when the grown up companies get serious, the, the competition is going to change. I guess we'll start to see that and see if the, how much it changes, you know, in, in this year and next year. We live in interesting times uh, and it'll be uh, uh, good to see how this plays out this year. Urbach, thanks so much. Great to hear from you. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on electric vehicles, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work.